Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Beats. I am Nick Baumgartner here in my quarantine, along with Brennan Quinn and his quarantine. Brennan, how are we doing? Week uh, 78 of this. No, I just, <laughs> my normal day, just wake up at this point and uh, Your normal like, day. Oh, what happens now? All right, go try to find some shit to do. Yeah. Uh, maybe find a story. We hanging in there? You hanging? Kind of wandering the kind of wandering the desert here, are Nick. We, are, a little bit. Are you hanging in? Are you losing your mind yet? At all? A little bit. I mean, I, my, I feel like mine all is like uh, depends on the hour. Sometimes, like sometimes yeah. I'm like, you know, am I am I really? <laughs> do I do I still have all my mental abilities, or are yeah. they like gone now? It's really good, like when there's a project when you actually have sometimes like a story that gets legs right or you're working on or like there's any bit of news and you're like oh yeah like i can distract myself for a period of time with uh with this but yeah man (laughs) wander through the desert well there we go that's the uh, (laughs) that's this week's episode but no anyway we do have a cool one this week uh and um kind of a game that we that we put together here uh you want to explain maybe you came up with the uh the rules so to speak do you want to explain we've we've been trying to come up with some uh kind of oddball ideas and uh one was some trivia yep where uh i will ask nick football questions nick will ask me basketball questions and we'll see uh you know who is mentally superior obviously now if Uh, all these questions are like nitpicky rules then we're gonna have a problem here like, my questions are on point. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to go through. We're going to go through. We've got ten uh, what we call local questions uh, about the yeah. teams that we cover here. Uh, ten what we'll call national questions about the sport. You know, college football, college basketball, and then we've got a third section as well. You want to explain that one? The third section is who am I? Yeah. Where I will give you five clues. You will give me five clues, uh, mm-hmm. and we will try to guess the person's person uh so if uh if you somehow get the my question on the first guess it would be worth five five points points. second guess four points so on so forth uh during this during the trivia question rounds if someone gets stuck on a question and needs some outside help we have one phone a friend option where we will call someone on speakerphone and see if they answer. Because now I haven't, like, did you prep yeah, anyone no, or say, no. okay, neither did no. I. So if it's like a Michigan State question, there's a chance yeah. I just like call Izzo and hope he answers. Or <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we'll see. We'll see. We're going to uh, do it live and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And okay. if, if that person gets that now, question. Do we, do you, are we, we going to get one phone a friend for the whole game or one? For the, for, whole, for the whole game. We're not okay. going to be calling yeah. people left and right on this. That's thing. what I thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We'll keep score, and we'll, uh, I'm sure it'll jog some memories about some other stuff. We can talk about that as we go along. So. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So of course, we'll do our normal bullshittery yeah. in between. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yes, I've got some good ones. I know you do as well. So I figure we'll start with you asking me first. Now, we're going to start with the local, the local. stuff. Yes. So I'm going to ask you Michigan, Michigan State-related right. questions. Uh and then we'll bounce it back to me. I, right. This is this is going to be fun. Okay. This will be something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number one okay. for Nick. Michigan famously won the 1997 version of the game. 
20 to 14, right? Yes. The two famous plays in that game were a 78-yard punt return for a touchdown by Mr. Charles Woodson and an interception return uh, by Andre Weathers, I believe, Andre 43 Weathers. yards for yep. a touchdown. What was the offensive touchdown that Michigan scored in that game? I believe the offensive touchdown in that game would have been an Anthony Thomas rushing touchdown uh, from like a yard out. Very impressive, Nick. We need a <laughs> bell. Yeah, yeah, Wait, I, have a, I have a Liberty Bell in this house. Should I go I, get it? And I think it <laughs> is it cracked? And if it's not cracked, uh, I think that yeah, I remember that because that was. Um, I think they scored on their first drive, and then it was kind of a defensive uh, battle. And it was also what I remember about that. I remember all these weird things, right, from, the, from those days. Uh, that was when Michigan Stadium had the real grass. Mm-hmm. Remember this? That's I mean, right. You, you I don't do remember re- this. No, no, no. I remember. I, remember I, watched, watched, I watched Michigan games. And, you yeah. know, now having, you know, you've been in the stadium yeah. yourself, and you've, you know, stood down at the bottom of the tunnel. I always think about that when I stand down there, like the flooding and that terrible grass at the end of November <laughs> – you know, when they would play that game, and it was just like, I mean, I, I don't think it was a rainy day or anything. Maybe it rained that week, but I do remember that. I remember it being just a complete muddy mess, yeah. So, Anthony Thomas, one yard. That's very – slipped right one. past uh, Andy Katzenmoyer. Oh, another great name from the past. That's right. Though. That's yeah. right. And as you know, I would have been rooting probably for that, that was, Ohio State team. Uh, okay, yeah, that was I was big team, into yeah. Ohio State at that time as a yeah. youngster in Philadelphia. Uh, Quite a so day Nick, for uh, Michigan football fans, yes. One point. Very good. Plus one. Impressive. Okay. This one's – I like this one. Uh, five coaches interviewed at Michigan State to replace George Perlis in 1994. Okay. 94, okay. One was Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. I will give you three guesses to name one of the other four. Okay. Or, sorry, other five. Other five, five. He beat. He so beat out six five people interviewed. Yeah, Nick Saban beat out five candidates who interviewed. In 1994, there's like three of them that are just on the tip of my. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get this. Um, I can't call anyone on the second question. '94. Uh, <laughs> so Saban gets the job. Perlis was a Steelers guy. He got fired, right? George Perlis got fired. Yeah, I think he I actually he went to like the maybe, Packers or maybe something. Maybe it was like a mutual, I can't remember. I don't know. Uh was <laughs> my god. Um Saban Bobby uh, Lloyd Carr? No, he was already yeah. a Michigan coach. He was already yep. a Michigan's coach. That is one guess. Yeah. <laughs> um how about I'm trying to think of other guys in this area that were Longer tenured. How about like Mike DeBoard? Nope. Um, it wasn't Daryl Rogers. He was a coach before then. Um, God, I had no idea. I, I I give up. I don't know. Okay. Who, who's the third? Or who who are the who are the names? Gary Blackney, who would have been at a Bowling Green at this time. Oh my God. Uh, Jimmy okay. Ray. Ah, okay. Sherman, I know that one. Sherman Lewis. Sherman Lewis. That's the one that was in the back of my mind. Yeah. Sherman and the Lewis. the one that I thought you were going to get was Youngstown, Youngstown, Youngstown State head coach 
Jim. I didn't know Preston. that. I didn't. I mean, that would have been a great guess because I kept thinking D'Antonio. Like, where was D'Antonio at that time? And he was with yeah. Saban. And Trestle, yeah, he would have been at Youngstown. That's a great one. I didn't even think about that. There you go. I didn't know that. Okay. So one, uh, one, and one, and one miss, one hit. There we go. There you go. There were three ESPN analysts on stage for Michigan's signing of the stars at Hill Auditorium in 2016. Oh, one was Mike Shanahan. Who were the other two? Uh, Todd McShay was there. Got it. Knew you and, get that uh, one. Adam Schefter, I assume, was there. Adam Schefter appeared on video. Oh, God. Since oh, no, no, no. Uh, Lou Holtz. There you go. You got it. You got Lou it. Holtz. Got it. <laughs> Lou Holtz was there. That's right. Schefter was on video. Okay. So I'm, I'm giving you the full point there. All right. Schefter was technically correct. Okay. Well done, sir. This one. So I ended up, when I looked up this question, I obviously ended up down a signing of the stars rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. right. Of course. <laughs> As you do, because that was quite a day. As you 100% do. Uh, so I have two questions yeah. from the signing of the stars. I, I love this question. Which two of these celebrities... Which two of these celebrities did not appear on video or on or at stage the, okay. at the signing of the stars? Yeah. At which two out of this group weren't there? Yeah. Or on video? Vince Vaughn, Phil Hellmuth, Jim Leland, Simon Cowell, Tony LaRussa, Owen Wilson, Shane Battier, Lil Wayne. Dick Vitale, Drew Brees. Can you say those names again? Absolutely. Yeah. Vince Vaughn, Phil Hellmuth, Jim Leland, Simon Cowell, Tony La Russa, Owen Wilson, Shane Battier, Lil Wayne, Dick Vitale, Drew Brees. All right. So Leland was there. I think Tony LaRussa may have been on video. I think Drew Brees may have been on video. I'm sure Dick Vitale was on video. Uh, I don't remember Vince Vaughn or Owen Wilson being uh, on either, but at the same time, I don't remember Lil Wayne or Shane Battier being on there either. Um, or Simon Cowell. Okay, so my... Simon Cowell is one. He was not in any thing, was he? I'm going to lock that in as one. Am I wrong? That is, that is correct. Simon okay. Cowell. Simon Cowell was not there or not involved. I think Phil Helmuth was Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Uh, I'm going to say Simon Cowell and um, Migos was there. I don't know. Is Lil Wayne in Migos? I don't. He's not, right? Am I like an old man? You're asking the wrong person yeah. because I'm older than you. I'm going to go with Simon Cowell and Lil Wayne. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Because <laughs> I remember – oops, I knocked my headphones out. Hang on. I remember um, Migos and Jim Leland mm-hmm. together because they were well, doing the, the dab. Yes, Jim Leland dabbed on stage at Hill Auditorium in one yeah. of the, uh, the yeah. uh, great auditorium's low lights of its <laughs> – Magnificent history. I think there was a few low lights that day. Yes. Uh, uh, but yeah, I remember LaRussa and Harbaugh, I think, are buddies. Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, I don't remember that at all. And they Shane Battier makes no sense. Why they would Shane were... on that? <laughs> we're on video. Shane like, Battier was on video. Don't know why. Like, Helmuth is like, 
Of course he was on there, right? Yeah. Like, he was like the classic D celebrity type guy that they were getting. Yeah. And they got a lot of people. They got more, better than D celebrities too, but yeah, yeah okay. Lil Wayne, interesting. Yeah. I, I still like think my, yeah, deal. like Phil Hellmuth appeared with Jim Hackett on stage. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know. What a day. One for the books. Yes. That one. Yes. <laughs> still the, the, the greatest moment ever still to this day is the fact that Tom Brady introduced Brandon Peters. He did. He did. And the he second did. greatest moment was that I uh, was able to splice uh, Ric Flair's address to the crowd and use it as an intro to a podcast we did, I think, that week. <laughs> so just like I, I think I put it in front. It was like our intro song for a little while there. Very well done. Yes, okay. Sir. So you have three points so far. Yeah. Um, Wait, three or two? Just two. I, got, I got the Michigan State one wrong. Yeah, but we, I've asked you three questions. Oh, okay. Right. Got it. Or four, I've asked you four questions. You okay. got one wrong. Right. Um, number five, who is the only number one NFL draft pick in Michigan State history? Uh, number one? It's got to be Tony Mandrich, right? That would be incorrect, Nick. Was he two? Was Charles, Charles Rogers is two? Charles Bubba Rogers. Smith. Nineteen sixty-seven to the Baltimore what was Mandrich? Colts. What was uh? What do I look like? Wikipedia? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Mandrich and Charles Rogers were the two. I guess playing Bubba Smith. Yep. Yeah. No. Bubba Smith. Both 19, two on the Michigan Nineteen sixty-seven. This, this isn't boding well for the Michigan State folks listening to this. <laughs> There's plenty more to come. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Gary Moeller was a two-time Big Ten Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. His time at Michigan. Michigan, as Michigan head coach, however, infamously came to an end due to an extremely drunk incident at a Southfield, Michigan restaurant. <laughs> what was the name of that restaurant? Uh, the name of that restaurant was the Excalibur. Yes. Um, I don't believe it's there anymore. I'm almost positive it's gone. Very good. When I was at, when I was at Michigan State in journalism school, one of the days well, – I, I remember this um, – it was L.A. Dickerson's uh, sports writing class. She 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 had us go over the Gary Moeller Excalibur wow. police report. Wow, I didn't know that. But Son of a she, bitch. She taught us. That was one of the days I think where we learned how to read police reports, and that was okay. the, uh, that was that day. Well, I didn't imagine that. I was digging into at, your imagine that at, Mich- that at Michigan State. One of our <laughs> yeah. uh, one of our class projects was to. Look over the police report of the day the of Michigan coach got fired. <laughs> of course it was. That's phenomenal. All right. Michigan State joined the Big Ten in 1948, yep. selected over Pitt and Nebraska. It was able to be admitted to the league because one league member dropped out of the conference in 1946. Name that school. Was it uh, Chicago? It was the University of Chicago. Very good, Nick. If memory serves, if I'd called Jack Ebling here, he'd probably tell me that the the narrative is that Michigan tried to keep Michigan State out of the Big Ten. I have heard heard that as well. For a pretty decent amount of time, if if memory serves. I mean, at least that's the uh, story that I've always sort of... That's what I've been told. Uh, been told, yeah. No idea if it's true. The the, uh, root, no, no idea if it's true, but it is the root of all anger yes. uh, between the rivalry. It may yes. be all based on a complete lie, but it is the reason why it's there. It's probably I, do, not a lie. I do believe not a lie. Michigan State, for much of its early history, rejected the idea of having intercollegiate athletics. Yeah, I think very, very early on. Um, but as time wore on there and it became more popular, right? Um, right. I think they um, – wanted to be involved and they were, I, there was resistance. I don't think that they were easily admitted. I don't think it took yes. a while. You know? yes. and, and then, and they came in 
and if memory serves, it didn't take Michigan State long to be pretty darn good in football. They got they got it going um, pretty quickly. So yeah, all all the other yeah, Chicago was one of the founding or I think the founding member. I think Chicago was in the original group. Right, the original was, eight yeah. were Purdue, Chicago, Purdue, Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Illinois and Northwestern. Yeah, not Ohio State. Ohio no. State also was not in no. that, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, very good. Very there good answer. Um, Michigan State beat Stanford in the 2014 Rose Bowl despite suspending Max Bulla yeah. before the game. Bulla's replacement helped end the game by stuffing Stanford, a Stanford running play on fourth and one in the fourth quarter. Who mm-hmm. was that replacement? Uh, that would be Kyler Ellsworth. That would be uh, correct. Linebacker jumped over the pile. If I remember right, he did the Very fly good. in the air. It was a hell of a tackle. Quite a you moment. Are, you are buzzing through these. I'm glad I got the Michigan State question right because I was afraid I was just going to get just destroyed by all these people for getting all this. <laughs> I got that one. All right. You got, you got two. You got I got two, yeah. That technically counts. Awesome. Only three Michigan starting quarterbacks in history finished their careers with higher quarterback ratings than Shea Patterson. Name Only th- Say that again. Say that one more time. Only three Michigan quarterbacks in history finished their careers with higher quarterback ratings than Shea Patterson. Do we have like a minimum of attempts here? Like a minimum like of like one starting, legit starting yeah. quarterback. Legit starters. Yeah. This is not a surprise to me as as we went through the two years of Shea Patterson's time, I, I think I was always surprised. I always checked it out and looked, and he was always up there in both passer efficiency and uh, completion rate. Um, two guys – Two or three, you said? Three. I got to get all three? Uh, Chad Henney? That is incorrect. I'll give you five guesses total to get all right, that. All right, That's all right. one. Um, Drew Henson? You're, you're down to three guesses, my Come man. On. <laughs> Drew Henson had the single season <laughs> of, uh, record. Okay. Um, Tom Brady? That is also no, incorrect. Just Michigan oh, quarterbacks are really hard. They're wow. really hard All right. Get. The answer is Elvis Gerbeck. All right. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh. Yep. And Todd Collins. Yep. It's it's so crazy. Like Austin, and I talk about this all the time. Like if you go and look at Michigan's quarterback history, they have had like Shea Patterson became I want to say the third or fourth player in the history of the program of the program to throw <laughs> for three thousand yards in a season. Wow. Yeah. That's always the one that sticks out to me. I think it's Chad Henney, uh, John Navarre, Jake Rudock, and uh, mm-hmm. Jay. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Very good. Crazy numbers. All good right. question. Good question. Thank you. Thank you. Number 10. Mark D'Antonio's Pride Comes Before the Fall sermon yeah. was in reaction to what act of disrespect by Michigan? And a hint, I will tell you, it is not Mike Hart saying little brother. God almighty. Um, I thought it was, and I was like, that's, that's too obvious, right? Yes. It was around that time, let's say that. Uh, I mean, they won the game. They won that first game. Uh, they, they, it was D'Antonio and Lloyd. I think it was Lloyd card last season, so 07. Um, mm-hmm. And it, Michigan won the game 28-24. Because like the next year – the next year, D'Antonio beat Rodriguez in the first one. I don't know what to do. 
pride comes before the fall. I mean, he called he called Mike Hart short at one point. I remember him sitting uh-huh. sitting talking to reporters in like a suit, mm-hmm. and he was like crunched, hunched over, and he was like, you know, Mike. Hart. Yeah, so he was very scary. He went short very guy, scary, short guy, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he was trying to be like funny, but he was yes. clearly furious. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I I'm just gonna say the they lost. Michigan State lost that game 28-24, and there was a bunch of shit talking or something. Well, okay. I, I don't know the exact – I don't know the exact – The exact incident was after the game. After that game? 07? After that game, yeah. Michigan players held a moment of silence on the Spartan Stadium – at midfield at Spartan Stadium God. in response to D'Antonio after Michigan losing to App State. In the opener. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. He was asked after that game, did you hear about Michigan losing to App oh, State? God, and and he right. said, should I, have a, yeah. should I have a moment of silence for them? That's right. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I forgot that. That's an all-timer. That's like classic <laughs> D'Antonio, right? His first year. How good is that, by the yeah. way? Yes. I mean, if you're covering one of these teams and that happened at the time, like, <laughs> I remember – yeah, I, that's, I completely forgot about that. That is, that is maybe his best – that might be the best Mark D'Antonio. <laughs> Should I hold a moment of silence? Did he, had D'Antonio even coached, what, one game? He coached one game. They beat whoever the hell on his first game. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. All and of all- Michigan State uh, nation there was probably like, well, we're all on board now. Right? Oh, like, yeah. That was probably like the- Oh, yeah. And he, he did bring up the yeah, little brother great. thing. Um, but it was when he was asked, it was after the pride goes before the fall, right? He said that. And then like, I watched the whole press conference yesterday. It's completely insane to watch it in high. Yeah. That's round a great, table. That's a great remember, uh, remembrance there because that really would be the, f- I mean, there probably was other times in that first, however many months, you know, I think D'Antonio was hired in o- at the end of 06, mm-hmm. um, after John L got fired. Cause I was at LSJ when, uh, when D'Antonio got hired, I- and then I left like right away because I graduated and left. And then I don't remember a lot of shit talking because I was gone. Mm-hmm. But I, that might have been the first, the first time really that D'Antonio was like, "I'm not ever taking any shit from these guys. I don't care if we go zero and ten. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, great one, great question. Watching the press conference is great because, like, yeah. I mean, you can tell half of the media there is like, "Oh yeah, like, what is happening? Let's, <laughs> let's go Spartans!" And then the other half of the media that's there is like, "Oh, this is just this yeah. is gasoline right here. Right. Like, let's just yeah. keep poking this bear yeah. and see what he says." And then someone was like, "Do you hear what Mike Hart said about uh, you guys being a little brother?" And that's when he was like, "Mike Hart's that short guy." Short right? guy. Yeah. Short so, guy. The, so that was the same press conference then, where he was all like, the same short guy. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That was yeah. that was probably his legendary. Uh, <laughs> Legendary moment for sure. Should I hold a moment of silence? My God. What a I, f- I went, I originally was going to ask you who asked the question. That's who asked the question. D'Antonio. Yeah. I talked to Rex Road yesterday to ask him and he wasn't positive, but he thought it was Dave Dye. Oh yeah. Okay. I could see that. I remember. Dave. I guess he would have been at the news at the time. Or- uh, yeah, maybe probably. Um, yeah. when I started, um, at M live, Dave was either at the news or, uh, at Fox Sports Detroit right, there, right, right, I think. Right. So he was around for sure, yeah. Yeah, but I thought that was – there's no way he would have gotten that. So No, that's a good one. Good one. Good question. All right, well, you got – How would I do? You got six out of ten, which I find I very impressive. It. I'm going to take it. Very good. All right, so I've got my locals here for you. Um, I'm worried. Michigan, Michigan State College basketball questions. Um, if some of these, like, is, 
yeah, some of these I might, because I have some of the multiples. We'll go through it as we go. I might have to mm -hmm. adjust if I ask for all of them of you or not. All right, number one. Uh, Michigan basketball has four players who have appeared in at least 140 games. Um, can you name all four? Four players. Who have played in at least, or have appeared or played, whatever you want to call it, in at least okay. 140 games. Muhammad Ali Abdur Rahman. Yes. It doesn't. Would it help? Would it help if I said they're all beeline guys? I know that. Okay. Jordan Morgan. Yep. I'll give you five guesses so you can get one wrong. Okay. Okay. Um, you have to go through and remember the guys who had no injuries. Um. So Muhammad and Jordan, I believe, are one and two. Yeah. Um, and I, like Xavier's a tough one because he was right. He was right there and on pace to break Muhammad's record. Right. But I don't know if he got to one forty before his season ended. I'm not. I'm going to leave Xavier Simpson off of this, and I'm going to say. Shit, this is bad. I should be able to probably rattle these off, right? Well, I think I think you may want to. I think you may want to rethink your last. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, we will include. <laughs> yes, we will, got there. We uh, will for include my, for my records. He got there. We will include Xavier Simpson. Yep. All right. Um, you got one more. Two guesses for one more. Derek Walton. No. Oof. So it's going to be one of these later guys who were in this like 18, 19-ish territory, I will say. Um, this is obvious, isn't it? Uh, you were warm with your Derek Walton uh, answer. <laughs> All right. Put it that way. Zach Irvin. Yes. Hey. Those are the four. Hey, that was a good hint. That was a good hint. So we got uh, Muhammad Ali Abdur Rahman, Zach Irvin, Jordan Morgan, and Xavier Simpson are the only four. Uh, so plus one on that one with 140 or more. And I think Xavier was on – Beeline used to keep the record for uh, most wins, if I remember right, correct? I remember him talking about that a fair amount, and Xavier was on track. I don't know if he ever got to that, but that was always an interesting – like most wins a player was a part of yes, yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of you know their career. Yeah, him and him and Teske were going to be right there in terms yeah. of class or whatever. Teske was not as far off as I thought. He was a little bit behind, but he wasn't uh, too far off that number. Yeah. Uh, all right, number two, um, what was Tom Izzo's first basketball coaching job? So after he finishes up playing. Finishes up at Northern Michigan yeah, playing. What's, what's his first job after that? At least the first job. I believe, like I believe listed, it was a, you know. I believe it was a GA at Michigan State. Uh, I, I have him as the head coach at Ishpeming High School. Oh, that's was right. The first job. 
So shit. If, if he was a GA and I didn't know about it, no, that's I think possible. But I think he that's was right. the Istraming High School. So. And here's the thing, even if I knew it, I couldn't pronounce it and I wouldn't remember it. And it was, uh, I think he was there for a couple of years. And didn't he just recently, because didn't Ishpeming just have some sort of, uh, didn't they make it to the state tournament or something like that? And mm-hmm. Izzo sent them like lunch and he had to rescind it because it was oh, like wait, that. I, no, I thought that was, was that his was high that, Was that his high school? That was his high school. His high school. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Iron yeah. Mountain. Yeah. Yes. Ishpeming's up in the UP as well. Yeah. Um, of course. Yeah. Number three. If you so want to go through Beeline's job history, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I didn't ask I'd be, that. I'd be happy I mean, to. Uh, apple picker or whatever in an orchard in Buffalo doesn't. Uh, <laughs> go back to the sales. Yeah. Right. These places. Yeah. Okay. Number three. What was the final head-to-head record between Tom Izzo and John Beeline? They coached against each other 23 times. So you got 23 games. Yeah amongst each other oh well, i'm not going to go through the list so i'm just going yeah. to give a guess i want to say Izzo had like a two game advantage which helped me out with the math that would be what that would put you at um hang on a two so game you're advantage. saying you're, you're saying he had a two game advantage so the entire thir- time 13 uh uh you said 23 games? So you're saying like six or uh, 23 games, yeah. This is a, that's a good one. I'll say 13 to 10, Izzo. <laughs> 14 9, Izzo. Ooh. The final was the final. Now it got closer <laughs> at the end. Like the last. Well, obviously, yeah. I think it was 10 9, Izzo. Um, in the last, well, I mean, whatever, like when uh, 2011 on or whatever, yeah. when Beeline won his first. They were basically title. even then. Yeah. Once Beeline got them to a point where they were, you know, you could considerably say, okay, well, at least they're breathing the same, you know, similar air right. of what Michigan State was already at. Yeah. Uh, at one about, point, they like split a 12 game stretch. Yeah. I, I think, think that. I think before, it, uh, before Izzo won the last three. Izzo's last little run there, because um, they won at least three in a row at the end. Yeah. Michigan State did. Um, yeah, and, Michigan went on a – They lost. went Izzo yeah. early. Then Beeline, Beeline picked off a couple. Then yeah. Michigan had a stretch where they won a bunch in a row. And then, then, they, were e- then they were even. They yep. traded back and forth. Well, and I think – Izzo I think, won the last three, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was weird. It was a little bit like that, the back and forth, but it was a weird back and forth in, like, streaks for a minute. Yeah, it'd be like two, 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 two. Right, right. Yeah, and so I, I think a couple times it was, like, three and three or mm-hmm. three and four or whatever it was, but it was always really interesting. Yeah, that's a great uh, great oh, era. Good, good question. The golden era of uh, Michigan, Michigan State. I thought Beeline got to ten wins in the series. But, right. I think the last one would have done it. If, if, if he would have beaten him – I could be wrong. Maybe it was 10-8, but I think the last game, which was that championship game in mm-hmm. Chicago, mm-hmm. that might have been the one that would have given him the 10th. I think that's correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then, yeah. So 49, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, Michigan basketball has had five players who went on to become top five draft picks uh, in the NBA draft. Uh, can you okay. give me four of them? I'll give you five guesses to give me four of them. Glenn Rice, Chris Weber, um, Kazzy Russell, Rudy Tomjanovich. Yeah. 
off. Yep, you got the man. fifth. You the said fifth. there was five. I'll try there to was five. Tractor trailer went sixth overall. I'll say Juwan Howard. I think he went. Juwan Howard is the bullets. Fi- went number five overall, and he is the last name on that list. So it went. Cassie was the number one <laughs> overall pick. Mm-hmm. Chris Weber was number one overall pick. Uh, Rudy Tomjanovich was a number two pick. Glenn Rice number four. Juwan Howard number five. Tractor was a six. I think Stauskas and Trey Burke were also top 10 picks Yeah, at some point along the way there. So through five questions, through four questions, four questions. Uh, two points. Two points. Two misses. Yes, sir. All right, number five. Michigan State won the national championship in 2000. Uh, Tom Izzo's first title, of course. The school's second title. How many losses did that team have during the 2000 season? I will say six. Oh, seven. Oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that sticking out of my mind because they lost to like – they randomly lost to like Towson or something yeah. like that, I feel like, yeah. that year. Like really early. early they they early lost on. to some team that you were like, what? what is happening? And then they, of course, turned it on. Great team. I, I went back and looked through uh, a lot of their um, numbers that year. And uh, like Morris Peterson's – season was just he shot like 47 percent from three or something like this yeah like yeah. <laughs> just a complete monster all the way through because you know Cleves had been hurt that year of course i think he missed time whatever it was a uh, great team great team damn damn a lot of, a lot of guys on that team a lot of guys who did a lot of things really well you know I mean? that was one of those <laughs> that's all way of putting it but it, it's true it, it wasn't a team that was like st- you know they had stars they had nba yeah. players but it was a great i mean you go back and you look at the numbers and there's just – you see a guy like A.J. Granger was a guy on that team who mm-hmm. just hit three after three. I mean, just role players who just did their roles. What was it? Uh, Mike Chappelle, uh, the kid who transferred from Duke who came in and mm-hmm. played the one year. Just, yeah, really, really good team all the way around. Um, Imagine if he had gotten a waiver. If he hadn't? <laughs> if he had gotten a waiver. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> did he play on that? He played on that team. I have no idea. I think he did. He played on, The year before, I think he had to sit out. Okay. But I think he played on that team. If I'm wrong, somebody will tell me. Uh, the number six, the Tom Izzo era at Michigan state has featured six, uh, big 10 player of the year winners. Um, and yes, uh, Mike is telling us you do have a phone, a friend, if you're going to stop here. So the Tom Izzo era at Michigan state has (laughs) featured six big 10 player of the year winners. Um, I'll say, give me five of them. Five of the six. Five of the six. Okay. All right. Big 10 player of the year. Okay, so it, only in the Izzo era. Uh, in the Izzo era, yes. Okay, uh, Cleves. Yes. Draymond. Yes. Cassius. Yep, it's three. Miles did not win it. Um, Denzel Valentine. Yep. I don't think Gary Harris won it. Um, how many do I have? You have four. I need one more. Yep. Um, so you got Cleves, Draymond Green, Denzel Valentine, Cassius Winston. Okay. Um, the Izzo era. 
<clears throat> Steve Smith. No. Sean Respert. No. Are those pre-Izzo? They're pre-Izzo, aren't they? I think Steve Smith would be pre-Izzo and Respert. Well, I mean, he was an assistant, but yeah. All right. Uh, the f- the five and six would be uh, Morris Peterson. We just talked about him. Moby. Uh, and then Kalen Lucas mm. as well. I believe Cleves won it twice. Yeah. Uh, Morris Peterson won it the year they won the national title. At least that's what I saw. Uh, and then Lucas. Leaking oil here. Probably the tough one there. Leaking oil here. <laughs> All right. Seven. Who is Michigan's career leader in minutes played per game? <laughs> is this too hard? Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> am, I, am I hurting you here? Michigan's career leader in minutes played. So, like your average. Your average number, like, you know, how many minutes? Right. The guy is played. this. So, I mean, you know, among four year players? No. I mean, this is not a four year player. I'll right. give you that one. He is not a he is not a four year player. He was he went to the NBA early. I couldn't even phone a friend because it would be just as silent as I am on that one. Um, <laughs> all time. Yes, career leader. In minutes played, I'm going to say Gary Grant. Uh, Trey Burke, 35.7. Oh, Beeline, just wearing him out. Yeah, that's why I thought it was funny yesterday when you had – I'm sorry, earlier this week when we did the draft with Brian and you talked to Beeline and he said, you don't have a backup point guard. <laughs> and my answer to Beeline would have been, well, you didn't either in Trey Burke's freshman year, uh, Jonathan. Great because. Point. <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, Trey Burke's fresh. The, the old story that he used to tell at the time was that the, the backup to Trey that year was a timeout. <laughs> Beeline would call a timeout when when it looked like Trey Burke was about to throw up uh, due to exhaustion on the court. So he played all the time that I think he actually broke Jalen Rose, if I remember right, because I remember looking it up at the time. Averaged like thirty-seven a game uh, as a freshman. Right. I think it was his freshman year, and Trey came pretty close. I think both times to, to matching or topping that. He probably did at least one of the times for sure. Man, I had, um, to, I had to go with the general there. Thinking, yeah, Gary Grant's uh, a good guess, and Jalen would have been the other one, right? That's, um, that would have been a tough one because he played a ton as well. All uh, right. Gary wasn't a bad guess. No. Right. Gary Grant, Although I mean, his early years, he only averaged 31 and a half good, minutes his freshman guess, year. It has to be a point guard, right? Your right. guess on that would have right. to be a point guard, and the best guesses would be – Trey, Jalen Rose, Gary Grant, you know, maybe Ramil Robinson. I'm not sure how many yeah. minutes he ended up playing because that team was pretty deep. Well, good question. Now I'm really springing. All right. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. Uh, John Beeline won 20 NCAA tournament games at Michigan. He <laughs> lost. Want me to name him, you son of a no. bitch. <laughs> he lost nine of them. Okay. Okay. Give me seven of the nine losses. How about how about right. no, no 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 we're no no we'll do it. We'll do seven it. of the nine losses. I'll give you seven. nine guesses. Seven of nine nine I'll you, guesses. I'll give you ten okay. guesses. How's that? Here we go. Here we I'll go. give you ten guesses. All right. Uh, Ohio. That's one. Kentucky. Two. Villanova. Three. Um, Texas Tech. Four. Um, Notre Dame. Five. Um.
just got to go through it. I'm trying to remember. I think it, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, Louisville. Yep. Six. Um, There's one more that's pretty obvious that you should know. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. You were there. <laughs> Memory serves. Um, I believe you were uh, hoping to write a book. Oh, Oregon. Yeah, there right. you go. The other two were uh, Duke. I was going. See, I, I thought Duke, and I couldn't. And then Oklahoma, Blake Griffin's Oklahoma team was the first uh, one. Okay, I would have gotten Duke. I probably would not have gotten Oklahoma. Yep. And then you got the Ohio one. That was uh, that was good because that yeah. was a tournament. I think a lot of people just gloss over. That was a one and done tournament for them. Right. Okay, so that would be three correct. Three correct. Three correct. Two to go. Here. Two to go. So we're at number nine. Uh, true or false? I like this. Okay. In the in the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> The only times Michigan and Michigan State have played each other came in the championship game. So in the Big Ten tournament, the only times Michigan and Michigan State have met was in a championship game. True or false? False. That's correct. Yeah. Twice uh, in the title game, once in the semis. That we were at the semis. Yeah. And despite being extremely hungover, <laughs> the final would be what that year would have been Michigan Purdue. Purdue, yes, yeah, yeah. so that was the John Teske Isaac Haas dunk. Yep. Game. And then Michigan State thumped them, thumped Michigan in uh, what was it, fourteen? Mm-hmm. And then of course that great one uh, there a couple years ago in Chicago. Right. So another one that's four for Brendan. I was trying. I almost overthought that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the goal. That would have been the. Uh... Now this is a good one here. Number 10, in what I believe was your first game at the Breslin Center, the night Nick Stauskas blew kisses to the zone. Yes. Name me the three leading scorers, both sides included, <laughs> in that game. Oy, okay. Well, Stauskas Stous- count. count. Stauskas counts. That's yes. one. That was an 80 to 75 Michigan win. Great game. And Gary Michigan State was, Yeah, number two. Gary Harris was the leading scorer that day with 27. He was amazing. Stauskas had 19. Also very good that okay, day. Okay, wait a second. Now, remember, I, Michigan State think, had they had injuries that day, so Harris did a lot of, a lot of I, the lifting. And I think number number three is the wild card. Yeah, a little bit. Remember that is was, it Muhammad Ali Abdur Rahman? No, I'll give you one more guess, though. 2014. 13, 14 season, oh. so it would have been the winter of 14. I'll say, um, oh, yeah, Mom wasn't there yet. Derek Walton. Yeah, there you go. Derek I Walton's, knew it was someone who kind of so, had like a breakout game yeah. that, that night, and Muhammad did it against Michigan State, I think, later. That's what I got. Yes, uh, the year that, the year after that, I want to say. Yeah. Muhammad had a good game there. At Breslin. Yeah, so Gary Harris with 27. He was incredible. Uh, as Michigan State, I think, played that game without uh, Brandon Dawson and maybe Adrian Payne. And okay. then um, Stauskas and Walton had 19. Walton was awesome at the uh, free throw line. Yes. Correctly yes. In that game. So that is a pretty good comeback there for you. Good. Five, five right. out of ten. Okay. we're This thing is 
hotly contested. So it's six to five. Six, six to five. Uh, we both still have our phone of friends. I, I had to, <laughs> you have to keep it for the for the national. I always think so because yeah, there's I the so. you feel embarrassed calling <laughs> someone local <laughs> to ask a Michigan question. Where they're like, haven't you been covering the team for yeah, seven yeah. years, you idiot? All right. If you're bored in the house, bored in the home, bored, why not spend some time on yourself? Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure you're well groomed, above and below the belt. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to shaving, thanks to their Lawnmower 3.0. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming. While you're probably looking for new things to do at home, why not make manscaping part of that routine? The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. Third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping incidents. Shaving is about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped and its advanced skin safe technology. Inside each perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, an anti chafing deodorant and moisturizer, uh, which I'm sure you can guess where that one might go. So. Get 20% off free shipping with the code at theathletic at manscaped.com. So that's the code theathletic at manscaped.com. The athletic, all one word. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code theathletic. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts the Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value, and the patented high performance anti chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. So go to manscaped.com today and use the code theathletic. For savings on Manscaped. You're ready here. Yes. National, yeah, questions. national questions. Go for it. Michigan is one of six programs to produce three Heisman winners. Yeah. Michigan's one of six, one of six. programs okay. to produce three Heisman winners. Four programs have produced more. Name yep. three of them. Ohio State? Correct. Um... Uh, I will say Nebraska. That would be incorrect. You have two more guesses. Oklahoma. Correct. Texas. Shit. Now I should have guessed USC. Sorry. USC. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be Ohio State, USC, and uh, Oklahoma. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Ohio what was State, the four? Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma, USC. Yeah, Notre Dame. Shit, what the hell am I doing? Notre Dame, I, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, I Jesus. thought that was going to be the first guess, but okay. <laughs> Notre Dame. All right. All right. Um, in 1982, Cal beat Stanford on perhaps the most famous final play in college football history. Yeah. The play, right? Cal's yeah. Kevin Moe. Is that his name? Or Moan? Something like that? The band is on the field. Scored the game-winning touchdown after five laterals. And he crashed into a member of the Stanford band. What <laughs> instrument was that band member holding? Uh, cue the tuba. That was a tuba player, correct? That is incorrect. Oh, sir. what? <laughs> well, I thought that was a tuba player. That was a trombone player. Oh, for crying out loud. That's right. A trombone. A, a trombone player. is a big <laughs> instrument, right? Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. I just did a it is music not a tuba, story this though. week. A tuba. I thought it was a tuba. I, I remember seeing a tuba guy down there in the end zone, like doing the. You know uh -huh. how the tuba guy would get out there and run a little bit? I but the dude who just got smoked. Because he, yeah, the player, the guy jumped up in the air and just slammed down. Yeah. His name was Gary Tyrell. He was a Stanford trombonist. 
he's now a venture capital firm CFO and an amateur beer brewer. There you go. And hopefully he's recovered from uh, that tackle in the end zone. Dude, just got smoked. Yeah, what a moment. Lit up. <laughs> Jesus. All right, 0 for 2. Here we go. You can see the questions that I'm coming up with, are yeah. not. <laughs> All right. Um, here's one. What four teams participated in the first college football playoff in 2015? Uh, Michigan State. No. Wait, yes. 2015. Oh, 15. Hang on, hang on, the hang first on. So it's tricky because – it's tricky because – the 2015 season is what I was thinking. Hey, let me, uh, okay. Okay. First college football playoff would have been for the 13 season in 2014 or would it have been? Yes. So it would have been the, I, I can double check. Let's let double me, check this. For is you. that, is that because the, the years on those things get right. wonky on me. College football playoff. All right. We're going to hit the old Wikipedia here. It would have been for the 2014 season. Okay. I got it. I think I got it. Or I have a better understanding. Uh, Ohio State. Yes. Alabama. Yes. Uh, Jesus, who did they play in the championship game? Come on. Oklahoma? Nope. Give you two more guesses for the last two. Florida State? Yes. Um, Oregon. Nailed it. There Very go. good, yeah. sir. Good Very comeback. Good. Very good. <laughs> Thought you were dead to rights there. It was a Jameis Winston. I should have I should have called Austin. That was I think he called he covered the uh, Oregon team. There you team. go. Yeah. That's right. All right, off the off the bat here. Yes. Yeah, plus one. One non-quarterback has won the Heisman in the last 10 years. Who is it? Oh, good question there. One non-quarterback. Oh god. Um As a Heisman voter for half of those years, I should, <laughs> I should be more aware of this than I probably am. Um, God, I mean, the Heisman is just the thing I just do not ever pay attention to. Uh, it would have had to have been a running back, right? Or a receiver. It wasn't a defensive player. I will tell you, it uh, was a running back. It was a running back in the last 10 years, or so in 2020, 2010. God, um, uh, no, he's too old. Uh, <laughs> like I was thinking Ricky Williams is too old. Um, way too old. He was already, yeah, way he might too have been old. retired by the time. Reggie Bush, him. Reggie Bush. No, no he's too that's old way too, too old. Too. Stop thinking about your youth. What's going on here? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, last okay. 10? Yeah, I don't know. The last 10 years. Okay. It's Derrick Henry from Alabama. Oh, for God's sake, Derrick Henry. I thought yeah. you were going to get that one. No, I don't. The Heisman is one that just slips my mind. I don't care. Ready? It's always, yes. Number five. What's the winningest program in FBS slash Division 1A history to never win a national championship? The winningest program to never win a national championship. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I can't even – I don't even know who to phone for this. They, they would know this. Uh, that hasn't ever won a national championship. The winningest program to never win one. Um, so it's not Notre Dame. It's not Michigan. It's not Oklahoma. Not Texas. Not Nebraska. 
not Florida State, not Florida, um, not Alabama. Georgia? No. Shit. Give me one more here. Give you one more um, guess. I'm trying to think of a good – Georgia's always been the team that's, like, had a lot of, like, really good seasons and didn't – you know what I mean? Like, they never right. finished. Right. At least let recently. Me, let me try to think of a really good um, uh, hint here. Um, uh, Wisconsin? No. That's a good guess, though. But I think this is a more winning program. Uh, you going to give me a hint? My, my hint would be that this is a program that has played in multiple conferences. Um, it was, it was a, a key player in realignment. Oh, Miami. No. Miami, Virginia. of course. Miami's one. Oh, you're got Virginia Tech. Close. Oh, I quit. It's yeah, West, Miami West Miami Virginia. West Virginia. Come on. <laughs> Rich Rodriguez is uh, – I should have called him. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that answer. was a tough one. That was a tough one. Yeah. Miami, uh-huh. you, you tripped me on the Miami with the realignment. That's all I can think of. Of course, they've won like five, so I don't know why. <laughs> 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 all right. Okay. Speaking of Miami. Yeah. In 2006, Miami was involved in an infamous brawl resulting in 31 suspensions, 13 yeah. from the Canes, 18 from the opponent. Highlight of the the highlight of the brawl included Miami's Anthony Riddick running around at several opponents with his helmet, his helmet yeah. like a medieval weapon. Um, who was the opponent? Uh, that would be Florida International. Very good, Nick. Yeah. Very I was good. as a former Sun Belt uh, <laughs> oh, yes. beat writer. I, yeah, Florida <laughs> International. Yeah, I remember that. The, the the real highlight of that was the. Uh, do you remember Lamar Thomas, the uh, the former yes. Miami player? His yes. quote. That he said on the air. <laughs> on. I remember it being bad. He was like the radio guy for the Canes. He was the radio the guy. This was the quote. This was this was said on live radio after oh, a brawl that involved like body like corpses on the field. Yeah, terrible. Okay. Yeah. Now that's what I'm talking about. Oh, you come into our house, you should get your behind cook kicked. You didn't come <laughs> into the OB, the Orange Bowl playing that stuff you're across the you're across the ocean over there you're across the city you can't come over to our place talking noise like that you'll get your butt kicked i was about to go down the elevator to get into that thing i say i was about to go down the elevator yeah why don't we meet outside in the tunnel after the the ball game and and i'll get you some more you don't come into the ob baby We've had a we've had a down couple years, but you don't come in here talking smack. Not in our house. <laughs> On the radio. I gotta tell you, man, like mid two <laughs> mid two thousands Canes, uh the alums oh, when, yeah. like right when right when Miami started to like have a dip and the alums were just not having it. That was some enter if we're Twitter was around then Oh baby, that would have been something. Because you know, Miami alums still get little they still run hot, you know. They get mm-hmm. they get uh, they defend the program really, really hard, and uh, they're always entertaining. Well, it's not entertaining. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe <laughs> that would have been a good one. Yeah, good question. All right, who are the three winningest current FBS coaches by number of wins? So not win percentage by number Total of wins. wins. The three winningest current FBS coaches. Guys that are coaching right now. Correct. Uh, Saban. Number one. Among the current coaches, he's ninth yeah. overall, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. 
Yeah, some of these guys coach for a thousand years. Um, mm-hmm. So Saban will be one. Um, you need to think about number yeah, I know, two. I know. I'll give you that. It it makes sense. Is it? Um, is it Dabo Sweeney? It is not. I mean, he's been around for a long time now. It's been it's been a minute. All right, um, Gary Patterson. That he yeah. is number three. So I got two of the three. I need one more. So you got two guesses. I'm going to give you two guesses to get. All right. Um, the third. I think one. I'm. Is it uh, Kyle Whittingham at Utah? It is not. One more hint. He's only three wins behind Nick Saban. Oh God! I'm so I'm missing a lot of here. wins. A lot. He's, of a, he's a one A coach. Yes. You're going to smack yourself. When yeah, you I don't get this. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> You're crying out loud. Uh, why am I not somebody that's currently coaching? Mm-hmm. I assume he's bounced around. His uh, recent, his most, his current employment would be not his primary place of winning. We'll say that. All right. Yeah. So he's, oh, Mac Brown. Mac Brown, yeah, very good. Mac Brown, good call. Good. <laughs> I forgot Mac Brown was. I always forget he's coaching. Exactly. It's been like he had like a ten-year layoff there. Yeah, Mac Brown still there winning. You, How about there that? There you go, getting it done. Yep. Apparently recruiting too. Yes. Yeah. All right. What former college football coach found the evangelical Christian organization known as the Promise Keepers? <laughs> is that Bill McCartney? It is Bill. McCartney. Yeah, Bill McCartney. <laughs> He's got the Michigan ties. Yep. Sure does. Promise keepers. Yep. Sure does. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they'd be happy to have you, Nick, as a new yeah, father. Yeah, I'm sure they would. Yeah. <laughs> sure they would. That's right. From 74 to 81, a Michigan assistant coach. Yep, yep, he was. Um, now I'm picturing you at a promise keepers meeting, and I can't really get, get past it. Got All right. here. <laughs> Who holds the career – NCAA record for interceptions thrown. Interceptions thrown. Wow. So I'm going to give you two hints here. Okay. Right. You have to think air raid offense. Yeah. 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 And he has not had any semblance of an NFL career. So you got to go. Yeah. yeah, I, how many guesses do I get? I'll give you three guesses. This is a tough one. Uh, Is it Tim couch? It is not. Is it um, – no, he had no real NFL career. Uh, is it – You want me to give you the years? I'll give you the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the, give me the date range. That's fair. All right. Tim Couch didn't he have a career. Really. played from 2000 to 2004. <laughs> um, I'm trying to th- I don't know. is it fun fact I think he had a cup of coffee with the Detroit Lions so he did play in the NFL he just didn't have a long yeah, career he, did, he played oh, he, he appeared no, in the preseason no, no, he appeared no, no. in the preseason for the Detroit Lions but did not make the final roster <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it like Cliff Kingsbury he no, was that was a, that's a good. That's a good guess. Played in that system. Um, 
2000. So that would have been like the early stages of that whole thing. Uh, I can't give you like, any bigger guess than this one. University like, of Hawaii. Um, oh, oh, God. What was that guy's name? You can picture him. <laughs> I know his name. I'll also give another clue. It's not Colt Brennan. No, not Colt Brennan. Uh, hey, Zimmer, get the hell out of here. Mike, <laughs> your hands. What is this? It's, uh, it's, is it, is this, God, he played for June Jones, I assume. <laughs> is it Jeremy something? Really close. Uh, I don't know. What's his name? Uh, Jimmy, or sorry, Timmy Chang. Timmy Chang. God damn. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Son of a bitch threw 80 interceptions yeah. in his career. He was chucking it. I remember watching Timmy Chang uh, in Hawaii like at, at, you know, 2 in the morning on Saturday oh, yeah. nights back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Threw for 17,000 yards. I think – yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I remember that because I remember like, why is no one drafting Timmy Chang for 400,000 yards? And you're like, oh, yeah, well, he throws the ball 900 times a game. Well, Brennan, right. that would have been a that – that's a good one too. Mike okay. with the assist, but I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> another another quarterback question to close us out here. Yeah. Um, this was tough. So you got the McCartney one. You did not get that one. All right. One, two, three, four. I've got you at four points for the All national right. questions. All right. What quarterback announced his college commitment in 2006 by appearing at the College Football Hall of Fame in a white Hummer limousine led by a police oh. escort and announced to 300 fans he was, a, he was attending their school. Yeah. He did so while wearing three championship rings from his high school and said he planned to win four more in college. He then went 16 and 18 as a starter. So you want the guy? That was yes. uh, Jimmy Clausen? Jimmy Clausen. Yeah, very, yeah. very good. Very good. One of the old time. What year was that, 06? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> the original <laughs> – uh, here's my commitment video before we had Twitter. That's uh, Twitter came around right after that. Yeah. I probably should have leaned off some of those, but I couldn't help include all of that because it's amazing. <laughs> pour it on. All right. Jimmy Clausen. He said he planned on winning four national championships. Yeah. He's going to go four for four. I remember <laughs> that. He won zero, if I remember correctly. But did play in the NFL. Uh, I, by the Panthers. Bounced around, yeah. All right. Well, very good, Nick. I got you on five out yeah, of all ten. Right. That's not bad. Eleven points overall. A strong showing for someone who's killed as many brain cells as you have. That's okay. correct. Yeah. Very good. All right. All right. Uh, speaking of dead brain cells, here we go. Hey. Uh, <laughs> National College <laughs> basketball questions starting out here. Uh, number one, who was the lowest seeded team to advance to a Sweet 16? Um, you can give me, yeah. Who was the lowest seeded team to advance to the Sweet 16? Um, Florida Gulf Coast. You got it. We Bang. saw them play. <laughs> I believe that's what I was going to say. You, I did not. I didn't see them. I didn't think they were in uh, Dunk City. In, they were in Indy. Oh, right, right. this was po- this was not that year though. Oh, it wasn't. No, that year they started out in Philly. They won two games in Philly. I thought we saw them. I mean, that was the year before. That was a. Uh, Sorry, we we did. I saw them. Okay, Dallas. Okay, that was the year Michigan went to the championship because they, they were played, a uh, Florida. 14, 14 seed, fourteen or fifteen. I, I don't remember which one, but I, I think, think they were yeah, they're the, yeah. 
All right, plus well, I'm one. Happy to be, I'm happy to be on the board. I was worried. There we go. going to really make me look bad. Number two, name the last player to win the NCAA tournament's most outstanding player honor despite not being on the team that won the title. Give it so, to me one more time. Name the last player to win the MOP award of the tournament. Of the, uh, of the final four. Right? Whatever. Yeah, the okay. final four that, that wasn't on the championship team. So the guy, he wasn't, he didn't win. He was right. on a losing team. Right, right, right. We. Man, I'm so bad at remembering like who won <laughs> what year and shit. It is, it's an early 80s player. Oh, baby. Early 80s player. Okay, that was, that's good. That, yeah. I, there's, <laughs> I would have taken it. It has been a long time. Yeah. All right. I will say the early 80s, early 80s loser. Team didn't win. They uh, were heavily favored. Didn't get it done. Famous game. Was the uh, last uh, was the game? All right, okay. I'm gonna have to phone a friend here. All right. Oh, here we go. I gotta, I gotta think. Who will know this? Who are you gonna call? And will that they answer? answer on the first <laughs> ring? All right, and they have to know early '80s basketball. So we said, name the play, the last player to win the NCAA tournament's most outstanding player award, despite not being on the team that won the national title. And who, okay, early I'm, '80s. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going to keep it in the family. All right. And I'm going to call. You know who I'm going to call? I'm going to call my no. brother. Go call your brother? All right. <laughs> or should is I call Seth? Up? See, yeah, I don't think Seth probably... Davis is going to answer. Probably not. And if he gets it wrong, it's not going to look great for Seth Davis here on the, old, on the old podcast. <laughs> That's a great is, point. He may have been at the game. Probably. I don't know. How old is Seth? Uh, now I don't know. Yeah, that. because do your brother would know, you think? I do think my brother would know. All right. Okay, ready? Here it's we big, go. All right. And I, I, do th- I think you'll answer, which is the, the key part here. So speakerphone to the mic. There we go. He'll answer. <laughs> if he answers with an inappropriate uh, comment. Yeah. Yo, brother. Hey, brother. How are we doing, man? <laughs> good. How are you doing? I'm good. So right now you're on my podcast. Live. Oh, Live. Oh, wait. <laughs> let, me, let, let, me unplug, let me unplug the headphones so you can hear Nick. All right. You got me? Nick? Test- yes. Who do I got? Who's on the phone? This is my brother. This is my brother, Kevin. Kevin, uh, how are we doing? Uh, how are you? How are you doing? Re- being related to Brendan? Is that hanging in for you? Okay. I was good the first fifteen years of my life. Fair, <laughs> fair. Okay, Kevin, we are doing a, a trivia show on okay. this podcast. I have a phone a friend option, and I'm calling you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the question is, who was the last player to win Most Outstanding Player? In the uh, final four, whatever, uh, without winning from the losing team, the hint is that it's from the early 80s. Uh, early 80s, because my first thought was going to be Bill Bradley. But then, <laughs> so uh, Kevin's going way back. Oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I did not see him actually play. Uh, well, in college, I did see him play in the pros. Um, early 80s. Uh, 
maybe was it like Sleepy Floyd from Georgetown? Nick? Uh, no, it was not Sleepy Floyd. It was not Sleepy uh, Floyd. Yeah. What was the hint you gave me, Nick? Early eighties, and the game it was a famous game, and they were heavily favored. they were heavily favored. Famous game, so we're kind of on the right track favored. there. Yeah, oh, but yeah. not that game. Not that. It was not that game. Uh, you're you're pushing me on this. Um. <laughs> I called you because I knew you'd answer, and part of the stipulation <laughs> is the person had to answer. So, I mean, that's NC State. That's, uh, I mean, Nova would now be the mid 80s. 84 was. Well, NC Carolina. State, who was the best player in NC State? No, but they NC won. They won. So uh, the oh, loser, right, 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 right. The and, loser would have been. Uh, uh, what's it called? Houston, right? Houston. So, Maybe. Hakeem? Uh, our answer is Hakeem Olajuwon. You yeah. got it. The Bang! <laughs> Kevin Quinn, folks! <laughs> That was good. There we go. Oh, man. That was a tough one. There we go. Well done. You're very famous now. (laughs) Your seven listeners will. uh, (laughs) Easy. Easy with the shots. I'll call you later, asshole. All right. right. Very good. On the board. Good use of the phone. in clutch. So two points with an assist. Uh, Number three. Here's a good one. How many big five championships – does St. Joseph's University ever heard of it? Uh, have how many Big Five championships does St. Joe's? That, that's, claim? A pr- that's a pretty hard question. Is that a hard question? You, you to know the number, you know the history. Um, I will say fifteen. I'll give you. Th- I'll give you three guesses. Fifteen. No. Higher. Twenty-three. No. It's an even number. <laughs> Eighteen. Twenty. 20. I got St. Joe's at third was third with 20. Right. And I believe Temple and uh, Nova are tied with 28. Right. See, now that would have been the question. Name the well, what I was gonna, What I was going to do was – what I was going to do on that one was say rank them. Yes, but, I could have gotten that. But you can't because they're tied at the top. I assumed you would have known that, I guess, though, yeah. Yeah. But So how about that? Rank them then. Well, I already gave you the answer, so. Well, well for shits and giggles, it yeah. is Villanova and Temple at the top. St. Joe's number three. It is um, LaSalle, I think, at four. Yeah, I think that's correct. And then and uh, Penn at five. Let me look again, make sure. Oh, nope, nope. You got him flipped. It was, wow. So it's uh, Temple and Nova are tied. St. Joe's with 20. Um, Penn with 14. LaSalle with 11. Interesting. So there you Very go. Very good. That's right, because the best part of LaSalle's history, the Big Five didn't exist yet. Oh. That was Tom, Tom Gola and the boys. That makes sense. Have been pre-Big Five. And hasn't Nova won a ton in a row? Uh, yes. That? Yeah. So they're <laughs> going to have that record here soon, <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, number four, how is effective field goal percentage calculated? <laughs> It is. You should know this. I'm gonna say, Dylan. Dylan is rolling over in his chair. I mean, right I know now. it's two point percentage and three point percentage. Yeah. Combined. Yeah. I don't know what the equation is. 
What are so, you looking for in the answer here? You're looking for the, the equation. Answer. The equation, yeah. What do you have to do to calculate effective field goal percentage? I mean... Other okay, than pull up a calculator that's on so a website. So as background here, I failed high school <laughs> math at summer school, in addition yeah. to failing high school chemistry. Uh, so I'm not good at any equations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're not getting... You're, 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 there's zero chance of okay. it. So that, that answer would be uh, field goals made plus, and you put the parentheses, so it would be three-pointers times 0.5. So three-pointers times a half yeah. plus... Field goals made divided by total field goals attempted. Nick, we could have sat here until the next basketball season tips off, and I wouldn't have gotten that. (laughs) Well, now you know, and that is an important stat. I already already forgot what you said. An important stat. I know you know know the stat. Uh, All right. Number five. Great question. Just to make me look like I'd. What season? (laughs) What season was the shot clock trimmed from 45 seconds? to 35 seconds and i'll give you two guesses it's in the early 90s fair yeah so it went from 45 to To, to 35 it is now at 30 but when did it go from 45 to 35 1993 yes right yes Uh, 93 94 so i'll give you that one Mm -hmm. can remember that one uh, that was a big deal. That was yes, a real big, deal. really big deal because that because uh, even bef- it hadn't been that long. I don't even know if it had been a decade. I think eighty five mm-hmm. was when the forty five second clock came in, um, which is an, again one of those things that you tell people they're like the shot clock is really not that old, and people are like, what? <laughs> they play basketball the shot yeah. clock. They play you know like. Have you ever gone back and watched games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's insanity. I used to watch when I was a kid, um, you know, like 12 or 13 or whatever, ESPN Classic. We, right When I was like 12 or sure. 13, we got the satellite dish, the giant one, you know, yeah. remember these? We, yeah, we got that in the, in the backyard. Yeah, we got that and I got we got ESPN Classic uh, or whatever. And they would show like, because they, you know, they just didn't have any live anything. So they just showed old right. games and they would show those old like, 60s 70s early 80s mm-hmm. final four games and you're watching them like what in the hell is going oh, like, yeah i think michael jordan's big uh carolina bucket was in still in the era where uh, no shot clock where he hit that really? jumper to win to beat uh, whoever it was in the championship i think so wow. i think that was pre shot clock could have been and it might have yeah, been three three point line as well what i would do is there was a at at st joe's there was you know this back room that had just these bookshelves yeah. of VHS tapes of all the old games they had. Mm-hmm. And I would just go in. I was a kid, you know, yeah. 12, oh, 11, God, yeah. whatever. And would just take tapes mm-hmm. and then bring them <laughs> home. Like it was Blockbuster or some shit. Yeah, right. And just, just watch, you know, like probably half of them actually ever made it back to campus. <laughs> probably just this huge gulf in the uh, stole archival footage <laughs> at St. Joe's. Um, but yeah, I would just watch them all the time. These old, old games. Um, we had a copy of the uh, the eighty one uh, St. Joe's win over DePaul when DePaul was the number one seed. Mm. It's like greatest win in pro, one of the greatest wins in program. That actually was a question I was going to ask. One that I left off was which team uh, was a number one seed three straight years and didn't win a game in the tournament. DePaul. The answer was DePaul. Yeah, that was before the field expanded. Imagine that they were a number one seed three straight years and they never won a game. 
Yeah, and like, what? I mean, it like, it like seriously psychologically impacted like a lot of people. I'm sure. There was this great, it was either Jack McCallum or a Tim Layden story mm-hmm. on like the fallout of DePaul's yeah. those three years. Um, one of the guys, I want to say Mark Aguirre. Yeah, he was on one of those teams, at least. Like, yeah. I think he like. Maybe all three. He left after one game, like in uniform, left the gym. And, like, walked back to the hotel, like, through this whatever city they were in, like, in his DePaul uniform with the ball on his hip. Because he was so just, yeah. Walked home. I think he, like, kicked the ball in a river or threw the ball in a river or something like that. Just (laughs) great. Could you imagine if that happened now three straight years? Like, people people were pissing their pants over Virginia losing to, uh, what's it called, UMBC. Yeah. Um, Three straight years of it? Three straight years. (laughs) Yeah. And if you go back, like, it's – it's just a totally different time. Not only was there no shot clock, but like the courts yeah. were crazy. Like St. Joe's beat DePaul at Dayton and was on one of those rubber floors. Oh my God. Yeah, I remember those. I remember those yes. that were like soft or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. All Good right. One. Number six. Which two teams combined to score an NCAA record 264 points in one game in a, in a tournament game? Loyola Marymount. Yep. And UNLV. No, Loyola Marymount and Michigan. Oh, yeah. I, I, of course, I got, the hard, got the harder one. Yep. <laughs> the easy one. It's the one uh, that 149, 115. Unbelievable. Uh, 1990, the year after they won the title, I believe Terry Mills, uh, mm-hmm. I believe Terry played in that game. I think we may have talked to him briefly about it. Man. But yeah, that's one of the ones where if I. If I tell people, I'll tell you right now, if, if you are bored and want to go watch something crazy, go find a Loyola Marymount college basketball game with Absolutely. Nick Gathers and uh, uh, Bo Kimball. Uh, I, I still, even now, and I've watched a ton of them, um, get, I watch those and you're just, your jaw hits the floor. They are insanity, some of those games. Oh, my God. Pulling the they ball were- of the net and just going like crazy. Unbelievable. Crazy stuff. And like it, well, yeah, off, yeah, right. Ball out of the net and at half court before anyone. Unbelievable. Yeah. Blink. Um, I was too young to know who Hank Gathers was at the time, I think, like yeah. 1990, but I can remember in the mid 90s, you know, reading about him and things, and it was just wow. I mean, Len Bias is always the one that, you know, he got drafted and died on draft night <clears throat> tragically, mm-hmm. but Gathers mm-hmm. is the other one there that stands out as, you know, whoa. I mean, I think there's a, there's a Loyola Marymount versus LSU when Shaq was there. Right. Somewhere where it was Hank Gathers versus Shaq. The oh college Shaq. And it's like, oh my God. Like and if you, that's another one. You ever watch College Shaq? Like LSU? My God. Yeah, because he was like he was like fifty pounds lighter. Yes. And just like, destroying like, dudes. Rookie Shaq, like Orlando yes. Magic Shaq and like LSU Shaq are like what if you didn't see either live, I that's unfortunate. They were that was something else. That guy was nobody like him. Nobody. Did I ever tell you that I saw Kimball in person? In play, I saw one of his most famous shots. I, I all right. This will be the last time I bring up St. Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, uh, no, it won't actually. <laughs> it was nineteen ninety, so I would have been eight. Yeah. And Loyola Marymount came to the field house at St. Joe's, right? Yep. Yep, rocking and rolling right in their heartbeat. Yeah, right in the middle of it. Amazing team. Um, Obviously, they scheduled the game to bring Hank and Bo home because they're Mm -hmm. from Philly. Philly guys, yep. Um, St. Joe's down at halftime, comes back, places losing its 
mind, right? They're going to win the game. Bo Kimball, who finished with 53 points, mm. <laughs> goes My and God. just a silencer, hits a runner from like 40 feet or something, <laughs> like moving to his left in a dead sprint, shoots a right-handed runner Ugh. from 40 feet and just drills it and just silences the building, <laughs> except just... for like Bo's family. Yeah, okay. You have to realize, yeah. it's like a high school gym, right? Yeah, so, well, they're Philly guys, yeah, for sure. Little box gym. He hits the shot, the whole place dies immediately. Yeah. And except for like 80 yeah, the, people who just yeah. lose their shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was eight and, you know, sitting God knows where, but. Didn't those guys transfer to uh, Loyola together? I think they were like, they started out somewhere. Maybe Hank Gathers did. I can't remember. But they're both Philly guys. I don't know why I'm blanking. And they this. ended up at Loyola Marymount kind of randomly. I remember. Well, no, it was Paul Westhead was the head yeah. coach. Yeah. And Paul Westhead is a Philly guy. Philly guy. With, yeah. with, uh, uh, West Catholic and LaSalle. I thought one of them transferred from somewhere, but I could be wrong. You know, I am, I'm blanking. Um, what a, what a do Paul, Paul Westhead, that. just, just to really bug you. Mm-hmm. St. Joe's grad as well. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Number seven. Yep. The, Big, the Big East started playing in 1979 mm-hmm. with seven teams. Okay. I'm going to make you name all seven of the Ooh. teams because you should know all seven as a Big East yeah. guy. I'm yeah. a, I will okay. give you eight guesses. Eight guesses to name seven. Okay. To get uh, the seven. Villanova. Providence. No, Villanova is not one of them. It isn't. No. Shit. Okay. What? So year, one, sorry, uh, Providence is. Providence. Okay, so is what year? Uh, year what 1979. Year? 79. With seven teams. The Big East forms with seven teams. Villanova so, came in 1980. The next year. Son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So now I, I got I need a clean sweep here. All right. Pro- Prov- Providence. Providence. Yep. Seton Hall. Yep. St. John's. Yep. Georgetown. Yep. Boston College. Oh, good one. Yeah, I thought maybe you'd struggle with that one. And I need one more? Two more. So you got Georgetown, Providence, St. John's, Seton Hall, BC, and there's two more. That's five. Two pretty – one is pretty obvious, I would I would think. Right. I'm sure. You're going to really be mad if you don't. Syracuse? <laughs> yeah, yeah, six. Uh, like the football one, the Catholic ones are easy. The football ones are kind of hard. Yeah, the Big East, who yeah is, that's true. Like there were schools that were independent that was a, at that was the a, time. That was a hoops league, you know, all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one more. Um, also had a very long standing head coach for a long, long time. Won, I believe, multiple titles. A lot of NBA players came out of there. So I got – I have to write them down. You, Sorry, have, you have Syracuse, Georgetown. Georgetown, Providence, St. John's, Seton Hall, and Boston College. And there's one more. People are it's, screaming at their not, radios right it now. It is not Villanova. It is not Villanova. Okay. People are freaking out, including my <laughs> brother. <laughs> um, okay. I'm trying to find a hint here that wouldn't make it so obvious. Um, right. Hold on. Give me a second here. I can get this. Um, I got Georgetown. I got Syracuse. It has a very famous uh, 
women's program. I guess I'm just oh, Connecticut. Yeah, right. Oh, I say I wouldn't have gotten it. I did not think Connecticut. You was wouldn't an have got inaugural. it. Okay. I, I, didn't, I did not think Connecticut yeah. was an inaugural member. Wow. Well, we'll give you that one. Because I mean, Providence led it, right? Providence led the building. I think so. The what I saw the timeline was, and maybe maybe this info was yeah. wrong. I found it on some website somewhere, but it was '79. Those teams started the Big East, and then next year Nova joined. Right. And then they had the eight, and then um, there may have been some others after that, but I'm sure there were. But See, so, that was the original group, and that pretty much stayed the core, right, for the for the whole run of it there in the heyday. Yeah, I mean, the they were part. somewhat the kind yeah, of found, foundational yeah. members. Um, Not until Syracuse and BC left. Or was it Syracuse, UConn, and BC that all left? Uh, on the football switch, they went to the ACC. No, UConn never left. It was just BC and Syracuse. Eventually. UConn isn't in it now, but... Yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, Dave Gavitt built yes, the, the Big, Big East. East. And um, he got the inaugural members in. And that's why I would have gotten stuck on Connecticut because I didn't think Providence would have wanted Connecticut in initially. Um, well, you're, you're getting too deep in your own head with all the info. I know. <laughs> I know. But we'll give it to you anyway. All right. Number eight. Who was the – so in 2004, as you know, St. Joe's had quite a team. Yep. I assume you saw every game. I did. Leading score was Jameer Nelson. It was. Second leading score was Delonte West. Can you name me the third leading scorer and whether or not you went to kindergarten with the guy? <laughs> 2004, the, the third, third leading, leading scorer, scorer on that team. This is actually hard because there's some legit they had some dudes on that team. Yeah. There are multiple candidates. And I assume you went to kindergarten with like nine of them. So. <laughs> I, <laughs> the third leading scorer, I will guess, was Pat Carroll. Pat Carroll is right. There you go. Pat Carroll. Marksman. Double-digit double one yeah, of the shooter, right? Shooters. He was a shooter. Yeah, it's hard because, like, a guy like Dwayne he Jones, with two would... guys that put up some shots too, man. He had to, he had to make everything he got. You know that, my God. Dwayne Jones was the starting center, had a cup of coffee in the league. He did you think that yeah. he could have averaged ten just based mm-hmm. on catching and dunking and rebounding and dunking. But Pat Carroll was he was Pat Carroll. Pat shooting. Carroll is like that guy that all those teams like that have to have. Absolutely, you know I mean? like Absolutely. spaces the floor and yeah, just delivers. Uh, nine. That was, that was nice. I appreciate that question. It was a uh, yeah. bit of a layup. So what am I up to? I got four of these right so far. One, the national? two, three, four, five, actually. Where are you getting five? Wait, you can't give me the Big East one. I didn't you get it. You don't want it. the Big East? Okay. Well, I didn't get it. Four of them. that right. Four. Yeah. And you got, and you got uh, Pat Carroll. All right. So nine. Mm-hmm. What are Ken Palm's four factors of efficiency? <laughs> um... Turnover percentage. Uh, that'd be one. Offensive rebound percentage. Two. Fa- I mean, we, we just went over one. Oh, uh, yeah. effective field goal percentage. <laughs> yeah, Thank three. you. The last one's probably the hardest one. I'll give you two guesses. Is it fouls or something? It has to do with fouls, but it is not fouls. I'll give you one more guess. Fouls are involved in this situation. 
<laughs> I don't know it. Uh, free throw rate would free be your, throw would be your fourth fourth one. Son so you got effective field goal percentage, turnover percentage, offensive rebounding percentage, free throw Sorry, Dylan. Would be Dylan's holy grail <laughs> of the uh, four stats. Okay. I need this one. Need this one. Six programs have had NCAA tournament streaks of at least 20 years. I don't need the years. I just need the names of the six programs that have had NCAA tournament streaks of at least 20 years. And I'll give you – there's six of them, so I'll give you uh, seven guesses. Six schools, seven guesses. Michigan State. Yep. Kansas. Yep. North Carolina. Yes. Duke? Yes. Um, Gonzaga? Yeah. Good one. One more. Um, Twenty years, you said. Twenty years. So a super consistent right. pro- program. Pretty loaded teams in the 90s. At, <laughs> I would at think times. so. Yes. I, I will say, I'm going to say Arizona. Yep, Arizona. Hey, let's go. Those Some of those Arizona teams with uh, Lute Olsen. Man. Oh, my God. My God. <laughs> <laughs> How they didn't win more is probably uh, uh, somewhat of a fair That was one of the they best. Had some teams. They had the some best teams. things I got to do with this uh in this uh, yeah, pandemic yeah, yeah. time was doing that story yeah. on, on the 97 Arizona team and talking with the assistant coach of that team. And I'm like, hey, man, I got to tell you, I'm looking here at this roster oh, and noticed that you went like 10 and 6 or some bullshit <laughs> in like the Pac-12. I'm like, did you realize how good this team is? He's like, you got to remember, like we were kind of dysfunctional yeah, and they- like we knew guys were good, but we didn't know. Like, And they had a lot of guys that were like the same guy. You know what yeah, I mean? Like they yeah. had like three stars at the same position a couple of years. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were one of the, like, like when I feel like that happened maybe to like Russ Westbrook when he was at like UCLA, mm-hmm. like he was just playing. I, I could be wrong with that one, but there were some guys over the years that like Bibby and Gilbert Arenas was at Arizona yep. at one point, all these yep. guys. Yeah. Yep. Great teams. Very good. So that. I all right. So five, five, I'm one behind here. All right. What's the tally? 11 to 10? 11 to 10. All right. And we are into the last round. Yeah. You have not used your phone a friend, by the way. I have not. And you can't use it for this. Okay. I don't think. No, we don't have to. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Maybe you can. All All right. right. Go for it. Am I going first? Yes. Okay. Here we go. There's a lot riding on this. So if you get it early. I get the first one, it's over. You get the extra points. Right. Yeah. Right. So if you get on the first me. question, it's worth yeah. five. Now, now, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. Right. Can the f- actually never mind? Go ahead. Go ahead. I just had one. I had one, but it's fine. It's go ahead. So first question is yep. worth five points if you get it. Second is worth four, so on and so forth. Okay. Who am I? After Michigan won the '97 national championship, I came aboard as one of the marquee recruits in Lloyd Carr's ensuing recruiting class. Who am I? Uh, the following year, like 98. Um, how about James Whitley? That would be incorrect. Okay. All right. Are we going back and forth or am I just rattling these? No, off? go. Yeah, you go. Back and forth. Okay. Yeah. 
I sealed a win in the 2003 Outback Bowl with an interception on Florida's final drive. So he's a defensive player. Um, I sealed a win. Uh, oh God, it's not. Is it uh, oh, Marlon Jackson? Good guess. Okay. No. All right, third question. I spent seven years in the NFL, spending the bulk of my time playing for Herm Edwards, then Eric Mangini. I registered 100 tackles in 2006. So he's a line. Victor Hobson? Victor Hobson. Your guy from uh, St. Joe's? <laughs> Very good, Nick. That was going to be my, my – the final clue was I'm a proud son of St. Joe's prep. Uh, <laughs> okay so very good this one one second i want to you got just, three points for that right yeah three points yeah i was on the third question big time so i want to adjust the first um oops i don't know what just happened there your video went out i don't know why my video went out can you still hear me i can hear you that's weird All power right. through We'll power through this. Okay. Uh, first question was, would be, or the first, whatever. Um, I signed to play basketball at Michigan in 2012. He signed. To play so he's part of, he's part of Michigan's 2012 recruiting class. 2012 recruiting class? Yep. Yeah. All right, so a little bit before me. A little bit before you. Um, you. When he signed. When he signed. You are Spike Albrecht. No. Okay. I played AAU basketball with SYF players. SYF players? Yeah, Wayne Brum was the... Uh, was my head coach, my AAU head coach. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know where this is going, and I'm not connected. The synapses are not firing. Shit. <sighs> Remember, he signed in 2012. Part of the 12. Glenn Robinson. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Is that that's it? it. You got it. <laughs> the, the, that's impressive because that's what I, my next one was. I am from Indiana. Yeah. Uh, number four was I, I have started a national title game. Uh, and then the last one was going to be my dad played in the NBA and so do I. So the answers would have been either Spike. So four guys played on that SYF team. So right. Spike Albrecht. Glenn Robinson, Mitch McGarry, and yep. uh, Max Bielfeld also played on that. See, Max would have been the one. That's why I That would have been the one. And Max, really Max was not from Indiana. So Max was from Peoria, Illinois. So That's right. Uh, that would have ruled him out as well. Son of a bitch, we're tied at 14. Hey, how about that? <laughs> a fitting end, perhaps. You, I, 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 don't, I can't think of any tiebreakers. We'll I, didn't, I, I don't have a tiebreaker. We'll call it a fitting tie. Well, this Man. was fun. Man. I enjoyed this. That was fun. That was, that was good. <laughs> some difficult ones in there, but some good ones in there as well. So. For sure, man. I hope uh, I hope everyone enjoyed listening and just 
losing their minds, probably having every <laughs> every answer readily available. Right. Um, except for us. Yeah. So, that was fun, Nick. That was fun. I enjoyed it. We and, have a couple. Uh, we have at least one other uh, kind of interesting idea like this that's hopefully yeah. sometime soon. Uh, could be we, interesting. We will have some good ones, I'm sure, um, as we go forward, as always, uh, as we continue to uh, sort of hunt and peck through our <laughs> through all this and try to figure it out. So, yeah. Good times. Anyway. One way of putting it. So, uh, well, we appreciate everyone listening. Thanks so much. Uh, rate, review this podcast in the iTunes store. If you would be so kind, subscribe, tell your friends to subscribe, you know, maybe drop a note. Hey, you're bored during a pandemic. Listen to this podcast. Pass this one along. Uh, we think we have a lot of uh, past episodes that are kind of evergreen or interviews and all this stuff with other people, blah, blah, blah. Um, think a lot of your friends may want to check it out. So um, pass this along to those who might want it and uh, leave a review and uh, be sure to uh, tip those bartenders and servers when the time comes. When you can. Until then, (laughs) order some takeout and uh, be courteous with uh, any gratuity that you can offer up. Thanks so much, everyone. Uh,